Welcome to the Due Diligence Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Kraft. And for more than 10 years with SNN, I've been doing interviews with microcap management teams at investor conferences globally, as well as online. Our SNN Live CEO video interviews are meant to pique interest, and then one can discover more by going to that company website. But personally, I always have more questions I want to ask. On this show, I'll be chatting with public company executives from microcap companies, and we'll dive deeper into companies that are rarely profiled. Microcap traditionally is overlooked, unloved, and absolutely never featured on legacy financial media outlets unless something material is going on that's a good story. With my experience interviewing management teams, having interviewed most of them before, I've built up a network of companies, so there will be no shortage of content. Furthermore, this is an opportunity for me to showcase some of the qualitative lessons I've learned from guests on the Planet Microcap podcast. You can expect high quality interviews with management teams that may have exposure to broader macro trends that you may never have thought of. One of the many reasons why I love the microcap space. So if you love microcaps and especially love learning about companies before the professionals do, let's start our due diligence. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not provided as financial, legal, or any other advice. The information is not investment advice or an offer to buy or sell any securities or make any investment. The views expressed by guest speakers are their own and any reference to third-party product services or information does not constitute an endorsement thereof by SNN or its affiliates. SNN expressly disclaims all liability for any individual's use of the information presented in this podcast. My guest on the show today is Dave Schwarin, President, CEO, and Director of Quote Media Inc. It's a publicly traded company. The symbol is QMCI on the OTCQB. Quote Media is a leading software developer and cloud-based syndicator of financial market information and streaming financial data solutions to media, corporations, online brokerages, and financial services companies. The company licenses interactive stock research tools such as streaming real-time quotes, market research, news, charting, option chains, filings, corporate financials, insider reports, market indices, portfolio management systems, and data feeds. Their client list includes companies such as NASDAQ, the TMX Group, CSC, London Stock Exchange, The Motley Fool, Canaccord Genuity, and well, us here at Planet Microcap. If you've visited any of our websites over the years and follow our newly launched index, all of that is powered by Quote Media. Suffice it to say, I've known Quote Media, their CEO, Dave Schwarren, the team at Quote Media, shout out to John and David, for a very long time. Over the last couple of years, the company has done a few conferences and started to publicly announce new customer wins, but for the most part, they've stayed relatively under the radar. That's why I wanted to chat with Dave on the show today to learn more about Quote Media as a company, as well as how the company is trying to disrupt financial market information and streaming financial data solutions industry, competing with large, well-established companies like Bloomberg, Thomson Reuters, FactSet, and more moving into primary source data collection rather than getting it from other aggregation services and capital allocation and growing the empire versus the prospect of being acquired. With that, please enjoy my conversation with Dave Schwarren, President, CEO, and Director of Quote Media, Inc. Welcome back to the Due Diligence stream here on the Planet Microcap podcast. I'm your host, Robert Kraft. You can follow me on Twitter at Bobby K. Kraft. That's B-O-B-B-Y-K-K-R-A-F-T. And joining me today is a, 
a gentleman at the helm of a company that we have a long history here with uh, at Planet Microcap. We've known them for years. We've used some of their products and services. I'll get into that a little bit later, as you'll probably hear with some of my questions. So uh, with that, joining me is Dave Schworn. He's the president, CEO, and director of Quote Media, Inc., publicly traded company. The symbol is QMCI on the OTCQB. Dave, good to see you, man. How you doing? Hi, Bobby. Good. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. And Spreading the word about our company. That's great. Love it. Well, look, I mean, uh, I wouldn't exactly say we're spreading the word, but in essence, we uh, happen <laughs> to, we we use, uh, we do use Quote Media's products and services. Uh, for full disclosure, I'm not a shareholder, but, you know, our uh, our index, uh, the microcap review index is powered by Quote Media, as well as some of our data uh, that we show on our website as well. That's so, right. yep. Um, yep. we, I mean, look, we've been working with you guys for, Wow. I think almost since I've been in the business, probably, probably like almost 10 years. Dude. It's been a long wow. time. Wow. When we were little, that's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> when we were both, when we were both young types. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, so it's good. It's good to get you on here to, to talk a little bit about the business itself, because, you know, I, I think folks probably, especially if you're in the microcap space and you go on one of these microcap websites, there's a good chance that they're probably using quote media uh, tools or QMA tools to show all the relevant market data. Uh, so I, I wanted to dig more into the business for folks to understand a little bit better about quote media as the public company. So before we get into all those deeper questions and everything like that, you know, as I start off on each uh, episode here, what would you say the company does in that one sense? You know, it's one sentence. We deliver, we bring in market data, aggregate all the research and information from all the exchanges and, and different providers, and then normalize it and provide it back to companies and individuals that need that information. That's one sentence. <clears throat> so, you know, I, I can elaborate, but I think, you know, it's it's really about if you take a look at anything that we use, uh, whether it's a bank or a brokerage firm or a portal or uh, any website, any application where you're researching stocks, you're looking at your stocks, you're looking at all your uh, information, your news, your filings, your the real-time quotes, all of that stuff, that all has to come from a company. So it's not like a bank will go to every exchange and grab all the data and go to the filings and you know, get all their data like that. They go to a company like us that does all of that for them. And that's what Quote Media is all about. Absolutely. Yeah. And I remember back in the day when we were looking to get data on our, on our, on our website, stockings.com, our old website. Yeah. I remember running into that issue and just being like, where can I get it? So that's yeah. all in one place as opposed to yeah. like each yeah. individual thing. It, yeah. It, and somebody has got to do it because it's a lot of work. There's the, nothing's really normalized. Nothing's the same. And, you know, to make all the charts and make all the, you know, research, all the insiders and the filings and everything, you have to merge it all together and link it all together. So that's what we do. And then, yeah. you know, and then as you know, we then provide products for companies, whether it's the raw information or whether it's uh, the, we call it QMOD, which is our web tools and and uh, HTML5 kind of applications that people use or or our quote stream application, which is, a, you know, a, a desktop, a terminal and we've got our web version of QuoteStream, which is uh, really taking off as well. So, you know, all those kind of things. Absolutely. I just, sorry, I had one more uh, thing that came up in my memory and hearing your description is just like also not realizing how expensive 
it can be going to oh, yeah. each one of the exchanges and having to do all that. It's a, it's a pain in the neck. <laughs> Expensive. Yeah. And time and, uh, Oh, just the amount of data that, you know, our servers are massive. We have three data centers that run all of this stuff and it's just, uh, it, it's so big. It's, People don't realize how big it has to be to be, mm-hmm. you know, to, to have everything and have it all redundant. And yeah, it's 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 quite a process. Yep. All right. So take us back because, I mean, the company had been around even before me and you knew each other. So, yeah, yeah. you know, give, can you give us a, an overview and history of the company? And, and what would you say was the original problem that Quote Media was looking to solve at the time? Well, the original thing was to... Uh, you know, back in around the 2000 mark was trying to get, bring in information and then get it to companies and finding out what the companies were needing. So at that point, I actually got on the road and I traveled to a lot of cities and I talked to a lot of firms. There were some really big providers in the space, right? And we all know them like Bloomberg and Refinitive, uh, which was Thomson Reuters at the time, and you know th- these big guys, and so there was lots of. I, I thought that there was lots of room for somebody to come in and be the next provider, right? Be the next service provider, and and be newer, be more modern, maybe do things more cost effective, be smarter about it. So a lot of the stuff that we saw was very old, very antiquated systems, um, you know. I still laugh at some products that I, you know, I say they look like they're from the 80s, right? Because they, they just do. They're just old and, and people still use stuff like that. Um, but it's <clears throat> so essentially I met with a lot of different firms, whether it was banks or brokerage firms. And I just kind of asked what their pain points were. Right. I said, who's your provider? What you know, what are you getting? What Sometimes they had a, a bunch of providers and I, it was a very common thing where it was like, no, we're not happy. We spend way too much. Um, they don't listen to us when we want something. They don't call us back. They don't listen. They're not evolving. They're not changing. They're not modernizing. All of these things. <clears throat> and so I came back kind of from all these trips and said, okay, I think that there is a lot of room here. Um, you know, and I'd been in the tech space before more, uh, you know, with the hosting side of things and uh, building software for webmasters, web designers, and things like that. So I knew that I knew how to reach an audience in technology and on the web. And so it was a matter of just building that out and and creating what the what the clients were looking for. The clients told us, right? It was it was a very straightforward. Like we we hate all of the charts on our site. We need new charts. So you know, put in a team building charts, building historical data. You know, putting all these things together. And it took a long, long time. And it took a long time to gain the name and the and the brand and the trust from the bigger and bigger firms as you went forward, right? So you can't just start a Fred's Market Data Company and expect to close a J.P. Morgan Chase. It's just not going to work. So you have to climb your way up, you know, getting smaller companies and, and getting your name out there. And then when we closed, you know, a bank or an exchange, you know, then all of a sudden it kind of catapulted us forward. Um and now you can see also a lot of big sites and a lot of big uh, banks and brokerage firms and portals and we're all over the place now. For sure. I mean, when we started working with you, I think your biggest client at the time was probably TMX. I think maybe, maybe. yeah, like around two thousand, <laughs> yeah. and that like two thousand thirteen 
14 yeah, time frame, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. And that, that was a great one for us, right? Because the Toronto Stock Exchange really needed uh, somebody to kind of help because they had gone through the big providers and were very tired uh, with the lack of success and, and, and what they wanted to do. And so when we won that contract, that was uh, that was amazing. You know, it was very cool. We were small still, fairly small at the time. We're now over 100 people. And uh, and I think we've got another 50 contractors. So, you know, call it 150 kind of people doing what we do now. But back then it was much, much smaller. And uh, I remember the senior vice president saying to me, you know, Dave, are you sure Quote Media can do this? Like, we want to go with you now, but are you sure you're big enough? And I said, yeah, no, we are. We can do all of this. And uh, they've been our client for ever since. Absolutely. I mean, here, let's dig into that a little bit, because that that clearly was an inflection point in the company, you know, big name brand now using yeah. media services and products, you know, but I mean, you're competing with the Bloombergs, the fact sets, as you said, Thomson Reuters now as well. Yeah. You know, talk to me about what that and, and you're and it's it's a long process to really yeah. Breakthrough because the TAM is clearly huge, right? When we're talking about providing all uh, data on not just not just for yeah. you know news websites like us, but you know being that many Bloomberg and replacing that those services for these different fund managers and stuff like that. You know, yeah. describe to me the pain points it's been like to break through and kind of break the break the chain. You know, of folks yeah. using you know, some of these legacy businesses, legacy media products and services? Yeah, well, it's, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of pain points as you go through, right? Because uh, you're right, you're dealing with multi-billion dollar companies, and there's really only a handful. Um, and then and then it, it just drops down to, you know, a smaller company like ours. And then there's other small companies trying to do kind of little things here and there. But we're really that comprehensive one We're you know, we're really that hub that that is is doing everything for these big firms, and that's why we're we're growing and cl closing a lot of these big deals now. <clears throat> but um, the pain points are obviously sitting down and meeting at you know with a firm like this, and then and having them say, okay, but you guys are very small, and you you know you don't have a lot of clients, and are you sure you could do this? And then eventually, they're not going to take the risk to go with a small firm or a new firm. Uh, because their job's on the line. And so you end up losing that deal because they renew with their other provider or they go another two or three years or whatever. And that's really a pain because you you need, in order to grow, in order to get moving, you got to close and you have to have more clients. And so it's like the chicken or the egg, you know, we'll be better if we're bigger, okay, that kind of thing. Um, but over time, you know, you just have patience. And uh, and then the other thing is just, uh, you know, the checklist. You know, when a big firm comes to you, the amount of data that they need and what they need and all the specific points. Uh, I often said, you know, my goal is to get one of those sheets and check off. We have it all. And fortunately, now we do. And that's why we're getting good deals. But the the uh, that takes a long time. You know, people need this and they need that. They want the corporate actions. They want the filings. They want Canadian filings, the U.S. filings. They want, you know, fundamentals. They want all these things. So now we we bring in all of this stuff. Um, we collect a lot of it ourselves. We're, we're now growing really big as far as our own data. Everything's our own now. We don't use a lot of third parties anymore. In the early days, we did. You know, you kind of start by using partners. But all you end up doing is growing your partners and making them bigger. 
but now we do a lot of it ourselves. Yeah, I was going to actually ask you that because uh, in doing some of my research for a call today, I think I saw from your Q2 2019 call how Quote Media, you made, I think you said on that call that you're moving into uh, being primary source data collection rather than getting it from aggregation services. You know, that, yeah. that, that <laughs> I think that's a big turning point in the company's history. Yeah, but you have to be big enough to do it that way, right? So when you're small and you only have, you know, 20 people, you can't do everything. So you need news, you go to a news aggregator, you partner with them, you bring in all the news feeds from an aggregator and you work with them and you make them more money every time you sell their news. And then five years later, you get bigger and you say, okay, you know what? Now we don't need to be using a third party for news. Uh, because all the pain points of a third party is they won't do what you want. Their price keeps going up. Uh, they have outages and problems and you can't work with them and on and on and on. So third parties become a nightmare. And so you, I just basically said, okay, it's time for us to do news ourselves. That's We're just, we're not going to use a third party, go to every single news provider and pull in all the feeds. Was that from, because uh, I remember, I think, I don't know if you could talk, but uh, just getting in the weeds a little bit, but I guess that was when you, is that basically when you stopped working with news techs and then just said, okay, we're going to bring it all ourselves? Yeah, like news techs was one provider. We actually dealt with a bunch, right? There's quite a few. And so we would bring in a bunch of different ones that covered all these different areas. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and then then it was now we just go direct. So everything is direct, you know, Business Wire, PR Newswire, Dow Jones, Fly on the Wall, all those news feeds come direct from them to us. We normalize it, we bring it in and we provide it back to users and and. Uh, firms as they want it. Yeah. Gotcha. And that's just news. Multiply that across every bit of research in the in the world of, of the markets. And holy, it's big. <laughs> I was going to say, from a business perspective, do all do all the big shops know who you are at this point? They must, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're 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 closing quite a few of their deals and and taking their customers. And um, yeah, there there's there's uh there, there's no doubt that we're known in the industry now. Ten years ago, maybe not. We were a, we were a mosquito, right? Now we're not the mosquito anymore. And it's because they saw all the news that you know are, that you are providing services on on our stuff. Of course, That's clearly, right? right? Yeah, yeah. yeah you, right. You, you took us to to fame. Yeah, Thank I just want to make much. sure. You know, I just want to make <laughs> sure that's clear. Um, you know, and the reason I ask that is because, and I'm sure you do this, but do do any of those the those potential customers come back to you like, hey, let's do a pilot program? Because it seems kind of weird that it would always be like an all or nothing proposition. Like, why don't we work on some you know little thing first? Yeah. Works. Yeah. Good. It's very common to do that too. Yep. Or different divisions of a company. Like, you know, when we closed the Toronto Stock Exchange, the first thing we closed was just the data for their website so that they could run all the data for their site. And then the next thing you know, uh, the issuers needed uh, a terminal for all the listed companies on the Toronto Stock Exchange so they could look at their real time data, their level two, uh, their ownership data. Uh, then the next thing, you know, they needed IR solutions. Every company in Canada needed investor relations charts and, and filings and news and everything for their websites. So partnership with the Toronto Stock Exchange to do all of that for all of the Canadian companies. So that's just one client. But you can see how it it grows and, and we do a lot. Um, and, and every company is like that. They come in and, and one company might need just a, a data feed on, you know, U.S. equities for this one division, 
Then the next thing you know, we close that and then they need terminals for another division and then they need this. And then next thing you know, you're, you know, you're, you're growing. And, and it's also, when are their contracts, you know, uh, winding up? When are they, when is it time to review your contract? And um, that's when, that's when it's nice to be in the door with a company, working with a company. And then when those contracts come up, we're, we're already a vendor, uh, you know, an approved vendor, I guess, for them. They don't have to do a lot of due diligence. They can just sign a deal. Yeah. Gotcha. So if you're if you were to compare yourselves to the Bloomberg's, the Thomson Reuters, Faxet, Xignite, you know, apples to, is it apples to apples in terms of the range of products and services that you both provide? Or are there a couple things maybe that they do or a couple things that you do that the other doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's uh, nobody's exactly the same, right? In in lots of different areas. <clears throat> but you know, there's there's uh, there's specialty areas that companies go down. You know, we're doing a lot of analytics now. We're doing a lot of data on data of all the data that we bring in. We're we're doing a lot of uh, data collection uh, ourselves for all the fundamentals and, and research information, going direct to every single uh, place to get all of that information. Um, and other companies are not doing that. You know, they're just they're just maybe using an aggregator or you know or whatever. It's there's just you got you got to have focus, but you don't obviously go down all the same focus areas. And we we kind of kind of follow our clients, right? So what do our clients need? And when people are bringing up all of this interesting stuff, we're doing uh, now company reports, fund reports, ETF reports, all kinds of things like that. Uh, they really want a lot of that information. Um, so, you know, that's, that's you know, rolling out. We're, there's always stuff rolling out. And then and then evolving the uh, the web products, right? So like our CodeStream web trading application is amazing. It's, it's all through the browser. It's all web-based. And so you don't have to have a terminal. You don't have to download, you know, software and stuff like that. And uh, so a lot of the banks and brokerage firms are going with that product because it's perfect for their their traders, right? Their retail audience. Yeah. Absolutely. So I mentioned the, you know, TAM earlier, total addressable market for quote media. You know, I figured we should take a quick step back. And in your opinion, what is how, how what is that number? What does that look like? Oh, <laughs> that's a tough one, right? Because as you go global, it gets, uh, you know, massive and massive, more massive, uh, you know, billions and billions of dollars, obviously. Um, <clears throat> you know, our our primary focus was obviously North America to start with and then growing into Europe. And now we're looking to expand into other countries as well. We already bring in a lot of data for other countries, but um, to have everything for every country is very difficult. That's that's a lot of work, a lot of time and a lot of money. So to be global, global, that's pretty tough. You have to be multi-billion size, right? Um, so yeah, we're 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 constantly going after what the what the clients want and what exchanges they need and uh, what data sets they're looking for and growing that way. The market is is it's too big to even say. I mean, it's it's we're 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 literally 0.001 percent of the market. That's that's really what's out there. So Absolutely. the growth potential is huge and the size of deals are huge, right? Like we've, you know, we have little deals where people just need some basic stuff. And then all of a sudden we get multi-million dollar deals. And, and you know, if you get a lot of multi-millions, well, all of a sudden your company just becomes way bigger. And so we've closed a bunch of those this year and it's it's pretty exciting. Absolutely. 
And so, I mean, you know, we talked, again, we mentioned TAM, it's 0.001% market penetration, it sounds like yeah, at this point. Yeah. You know, how do you, what what's some of the company's strategies in winning away that business from the big guys? Because as we said, we've known each other for a long time. You've made some yeah. announcements on this front, you know, talking about, uh, you know, market data provider, but just in the last six months, the market data provider for Motley Fool, partnering with The Street, the major agreement with the Schedule One Canadian Bank. So, I mean- how what's the company strategy continue to win business away from these guys <clears throat> well i think it's just more doing more of what we do and you know the reason that we got you know the one of the largest banks in canada actually two of the largest banks in canada now and we're talking to two more <laughs> is because um we have all the coverage of information that they're needing right so basically we check off all the boxes we have all the products that they're looking for. They're actually very good products, very modern products, very new products. And cost. We can do things for a very good cost, very, very, you know, nice costs for the clients. And um, I think that's a big one for a lot of companies. They're on old, old contracts and they don't realize how much they're spending. And it's just, you know, it's just grown through the years and, and they're they're paying, you know, these big monster companies, you know, too much. Right. Like, I think we there was one company that came to us. And it was uh, there was their spend was eight million dollars with one of these big companies for not so much stuff. And eight million dollars a year was ridiculous. That was just a, a stupid number. And probably we could do it for half that. Right. So, you know, it's it's just save 50 percent come to quote media that's a big deal right a hundred percent i mean yeah. is, is one of the pain points like the idea of look we've been using a bloomberg or one of these for so long you know what's our what's our cost now of converting i mean that our entire infrastructure now to quote because once they do that for you guys it's great right like all right yeah. now now we're in there but i mean i'm sure that comes up quite often Oh yeah, no. The conversion is often tough. They, uh, you know, that's 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 a pain point for them, right? They, but at the same time, there's a reason for it. So, you know, they're they they want to change. It's time to change. It's time to go with a, a company that's actually moving. Uh, we're a software as a service company, so we're you know, once you get one of our products, our products are actually evolving. Uh, it's getting better over time. When the newer version comes out, you get the newer version, things like that, right? It's um, it, um, and also there, it's time for them to change anyway. So they're probably going to go through a change. You know, they're running some old data system that's not very secure. <laughs> like you, you know, things change over years, and you have to rebuild your back end. You have to rebuild how you're doing things. You have to modernize your trading systems, right? You can't just let it all sit there. So it's time to make changes. Are we staying with, you know, that company or is it time to look around? And that's usually where we're getting calls is, is we're making changes and quote media, you're on the list. Let's talk. And the next thing you know, we're, we're at the table doing that. But. All right. I'm going to ask you a question. I don't know if you can answer it, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Uh oh, what's the hardest data set to aggregate internally? Without having to go to an aggregate or anything, what what's what's really difficult to get your hands on? Um, 
Well, that we are aggregating or that we're not. Um, Ooh, that's, I'll tell you. Well, that's, I mean, a nice it, that's a nice spin. That's a nice spin. It's very generic. But I'll okay. tell you that the toughest data sets are always the data sets that you have to have humans to uh, human intervention, okay. a lot of human intervention. So, for example, uh, you know, you can do some data off of the uh, XBRL filings, at, at the SEC filings, and you can automate some stuff with computer programs, et cetera, et cetera. Now, there are a lot of humans involved because we've done all of that and we found that there's uh, there's a lot of extra that has to be done. But for, say, Canadian filings, which are on a PDF, good luck, right? Or the ASX, but, ASX ones, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Good, yeah, exactly. So if you're doing any kind of collection of information that you're trying to put it all together and you have to have humans doing it, you need a team of people. They're going through documents and then you have to have QA systems, et cetera, et cetera. So anyways, I don't know if your audience is all that excited about data collection because it's not the greatest thing you know, to talk about. But uh, that's the pain stuff is the stuff that's not easy, right? I mean, getting a feed from an exchange and, you know, here's the last change and, you know, the last trade. Okay, you know, you can have an automation of all of that. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff that's not automated. And then the other thing that's kind of hilarious is there is no normal, uh, you know, system in the world that normalizes all this and puts it all together. So you'll go to get the... Uh, you know the data from for the filings, and you try to link it with a company, and it's it's not related. There's there's no tickerization. There's no there's no numbering system. There there everything's just a mess all over the world, right? And even news providers, and you know news, right? It's up to the news provider to tell us what company it is, which exchange they're on, all of that information. If they get that wrong, it all goes in the wrong place. So. The, the one we get the most is, and this happens a lot in microcast because there's just name changes and management yeah. changes all the time. So that that's that's always our pain point is like, you know, when we get the from the companies like, oh, we have new this, and it's <laughs> and I, and I have to tell them like, you know, look, we'll make sure to send it to our provider to change, but yeah. it's usually, you know, it's oh yeah, changes happen and it does. It takes a while to to go across the industry, right? It's uh, you know, yeah. it's yeah. the way it is, right? Yeah. Yep. So one of the products I want to ask about, because I, I always found this one really fascinating and the potential growth of it mm -hmm. is your, your, the B2C service of QuoteStream, you know, right. I, and tell us a little bit about how that's evolved over the years. And does the company putting more marketing dollars into that so that it, it can sell just from its own services, or do you care more about it being sold from, you know, some of your white label partners and yeah. You know, some of bigger <clears throat> so QuoteStream is a, uh, is a, you know, your, your end user application terminal type of thing to look at market data, right. To watch your portfolio, to, to uh, look at level two data, news filings, all that, all our, all of our research is kind of in one place for an end user. And so people know that. And then we've got our mobile applications and things like that, and um, everything all works together. But so then we have our B2C, which is you can just go buy it. You can go to quotestream.com and you can sign up and and pay, you know, 50 bucks a month or whatever it is and 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 get access to all of this. Or you can or and and that's one model. And then the other model is our corporate level, which is our B2B model, right? Which is really that's our focus as a company. Like the, you know, going and getting more end users, you know, we run some ads and we do different things and, and you know, that that's word of mouth. And, and we we made a place where an individual can just go buy it. 
Um, but that's not our biggest focus. Our biggest, because you have to realize as soon as I walk into a bank, they need, uh, you know, 3000 terminals, right? So it's like an instant 3000 deal where this is like trying to sell one-offs. So your question was, is the B2C something that we really focus on? Not so much, a little bit, you know, it's not like it's a bad thing. It makes good money. Um, but the B2B is our model. It's really just working with firms and trying to provide thousands of terminals all at once. Very good. So then Dave, you know, this is a question I ask everybody on here and you know, you've, you've gone to, you've done the circuit a little bit. You've gone to the conferences, you've done some of the one-on-ones met with investors, institutions, the whole bit. What do yeah. investors still get confused about core media? Well, <clears throat> investors, I don't know. I guess they kind of don't quite get what we're doing. <laughs> like market data is not an easy one. Um, so it's, it's just, you know, you kind of get it, but then, you know, getting all the nuances of it and uh, it, it's just a tougher business to understand. Um, and I guess sometimes investors want to know how come we're not growing as fast as, you know, we could. And, you know, we're, we're at 20% growth rate, which is really good. You know, um, I'm happy with it. Um, but at the same time, it can, yeah, we could balloon. It depends on what deals come in. Like I, you know, a big deal could come along and make it go way faster. Um, and that's always what we hope, but it's, it's, I guess it's investors also don't know like at the beginning, how much time it takes to grow your name and your brand and, and get trust in the industry. Right. It's, it's just, uh, it takes time and you can't, you're not just going to rock it. You, you got to build, you gotta, you gotta do your due diligence all the way through. And, uh, and then you become powerful and then you become well-known and, and, you know, it's, it's great at that point. I mean, does, and when they say that, you know, why aren't you growing faster? I mean, does it speak to just kind of the long sales cycle? It, it, it okay. is because, yeah. because it's both inbound and outbound sales, right? It's not like yeah. you guys aren't going out there and talking to some of these folks. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it can be a very long sales cycle, you know, for the, and the bigger the deal, it can, it can take a year, right? You can be, you can be going through it a year. There's data analysis. They're looking at uh, the feeds. They're looking at the products. They're they're looking at uh, penetration tests. Uh, they're looking at uh, you know security. All kinds of you know evaluations. Uh, the bigger the firm, the 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 more we have to do. Now we've you know we've got all of that. We've done all of that, so it's not a big deal. But if they went to a smaller firm and had to do all of that, there's no way. There's no way, right? You just they don't have SOC two compliance, and they they don't have all the security sign offs and everything that we've got, um, you know, from third parties and stuff like that. So you have to be a certain size in order to succeed in this industry, and we've hit that point, which is great, uh, but it takes a long time. Yeah, and and it's even tougher now. The world is way tougher. Oh, and, let's go there. Why? Oh, just because of security standards. Mm. Um, the, uh, the compliance stuff has gone through the roof. Uh, you know, now we've got the, uh, this a ADOA compliance with it, which is for, uh, visually impaired people, all kinds of things like that. Like, like way back in the day, you just threw stuff on the web and, you know, whatever, if it was white on black and black on white, who cares? Right. But now it's like, no, no, it's got to be compliant and it's got to cater to all audiences. And we have to think about all users and 
And, uh, you know, when you're using it on your phone, it has to have text to speech and all these things, right? It's, it's, um, it's, it's just difficult and security, right? So we get security questionnaires that are 300 questions from a big firm that says, you know, in order to go with quote media, we need you to fill all this out. We need to go through every single thing to make sure your security is good and all that. And you know what, 10 years ago, I never saw any of that, nothing. So, but let me ask you this. I mean, when you get that question, it's like, okay, why don't you grow fat? Like, I'm sure in the back of your head, you have like, all right, well, this is our plan to grow faster. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that a little well, bit? Well, we, we've, we've grown based off of, uh, you know, off of what we've made revenue, right? So we've, we've basically, grew, I've grown the company. Uh, as we make money, we spend it. As we make money, we spend it, that type of thing. And so I'm... I'm growing it on that model. And, you know, as you know, like next year, it looks like we're gonna have a lot more cash again. So I've got, you know, the next plan, what are we gonna do with it? I don't wanna bank it, I wanna grow the company. So where are we gonna expand? Are we gonna go into other countries? Are we gonna do, you know, what what are we gonna do? So um, yeah, I'm just, uh, <laughs> you know, just always always focusing on this this growth and what's next? That's just how I've done things. And yeah, you could, I could, you could, people say, well, why don't you just go raise, you know, just go raise millions of dollars. Well, then, then you just, you just uh, kind of ruin the share structure of the company and, and the value of the company, all these things. It's just not right. It's just not right for where we're at in our, and, and, you know, the, the valuation that we're at and that type of thing we're it's just not the right time to do that so we're we're actually doing very well and growing as far as revenue so that's where i'm using the money to grow the company gotcha and i remember actually seeing somewhere where i don't know if it was you that said this or it, maybe it was a comment that, that somebody mentioned about how the fact that you can report positive ebitda you know that that can potentially help when you're talking to some of your potential yeah. customers because like okay they may be small, but they ain't losing money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah they, I mean, they care about that, but I mean, they not necessarily, obviously if you're burning like crazy and your forecast is that you're going to run out of money in, a, in two years, that would be a bad thing. Right. But yeah, they don't like a lot of debt. We have no debt, you know, things like that. It's, it's uh, you, you do have to have a good balance sheet where they're, they're confident, but with a good balance sheet, which is what we have, as well as the client list that we have and the testimonials that we have uh, from our clients and big firms is really good. And you take that to the table and then we're at the table with the big boys. Right. So it's there's a there's, it's not many at the table when you're doing big deals. For sure. All right. Well, I want to play devil's advocate here. I know we talked about pain points a little bit, but you know, in your opinion, what, what would you say are some of the company's downside risks that could limit some of the growth that you, that you foresee? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think there's too many <laughs> um, downside risks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, things are going really well. I guess that's why I don't have, know how to answer the question because we're, we've got our biggest year ever, our biggest growth ever our biggest clients and deals ever, and more at the table. So I guess if we didn't close those, you know, the new ones that are coming along, that would suck. <laughs> but um, 
you know, we just we're we're doing so well. We're now we're now very very busy because of the deals that we've signed. So we're working very hard to cater to those clients because they have to convert. They have to change off of you know sometimes several providers, and we're providing all we're providing everything. Um, we're taking over you know a lot of stuff for them. So uh, my team is busy. And I, I think that's maybe that's the hardest thing is once we get super busy like this, how do you deal with the next one and the next one and the next one? So I got to make sure that we don't fall apart um, if that happens. Yeah, that, that was the that was the one I was thinking of. Yeah. I, well, the two is execution risk. Probably the main one is just closing those deals. And then yeah. as you bring on some of these newer, bigger clients, I mean, you you got to make sure you have the people. Yeah. You have to you have to have the people and you have to have the structure, but we you learn a lot as you do this. And it's not like we're new at this. So you kind of we've got pretty good teams. Well, we got very good teams, but we've got good structure of these teams as well in order to to do it well. And uh, but I, I just I'm constantly listening to my staff, you know, where are we short? Where are we needing? What are we needing to make it life easier? And, uh, you know, so it's, it's it's a never ending goal. Right. Because the bigger you get, the more you. I, I just look at some companies that have thousands and thousands of employees and I'm like, oh my goodness, that is, that, that's that got to be fun to run. <laughs> Figure that one out. Hey? <laughs> oh, for sure. So, okay. So I'm going to ask you a fun question then, uh, you know, because that, 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 you know, that, we have to ask both sides, of course. Sure. Um, but where, where do you, in your opinion, where do you see the company in three to five years? And what would you say are the inflection points that will get you to, to, to where you want to be? Well, I mean, I think just going on looking at what we're doing in three to five years, we're going to probably have quite a bit more expansion into the international space, right? Um, there's probably going to be some acquisition stuff that we're going to look at doing so to bring in some of the smaller firms that are around us. And, and we can, I guess I look at a lot of the small guys that are trying a few things here and there and their spend is crazy and i have all this the information so i could turn those companies into 100 percent profit by just acquiring them um and so i think probably i'm going to do some of that in the next three to five um probably um one of our think discussions is to move on to uh probably the nasdaq um as we get bigger that's that's on the radar as well um and then, yeah, so just more, more, more data sets, more international stuff. And then obviously, then, then we can close a lot more global deals with these bigger firms that need more global stuff. I mean, at the, on the capital allocation side of things, you know, you just said something there. I mean, what, what, what would you say is the biggest deal you've closed to this point? And what would you say is the deal if you close it, that would take you above the hump where you can start to now look at some of these pocket acquisitions that you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> deals, you know, range, we, we say, uh, you know, a bigger deal might be half a million a year up to uh, several million a year, right? Say two or three million a year. And so those are the types of deals that 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 are, you know, amazing to get, right? We get lots of deals that are 20,000, 30,000, 50,000 a year kind of thing, because it's somebody needs some basic data for this or that or whatever but when you're powering a big bank or a big brokerage firm or even a web big big web portal and not even a portal that's like a single portal but an international portal where, where there's a 
you know, the Canadian or the English version, the Canadian, the U.S. version, the uh, the um, Italian version, the French version, you know, all of those things, right? So you can see how they, some of these firms are quite big. Um, <clears throat> but we're, 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 if we can get a lot of those deals going and close those big ones, that, that projects us into whatever we want to do at that point. Because you're talking about millions and millions a year of change of revenue, right? And uh, it's not like we need to balloon into thousands and thousands of people. Um, I mean, obviously you want to have good redundancy and good staff, but you want to also automate. And we've really tried to automate as much as possible through our, through our systems. So computers are doing a lot of the work, right? Um, and then, then you got a lot of money that you can, you can keep growing. And uh, there's, there's lots of room. It's never ending. Certainly sure. never ending. Yeah. I got a silly question. I might not be silly. I don't know. I'm sure you get this comment all the time from potential investor or Cheryl or whoever, you know, because you have to think to yourself. I mean, look, Quote Media has now been around for 10 plus years. You know, they're they're still they're kicking away. They're chipping away at some of your at some of, you know, some of the bigger competitions customer base. Why hasn't one of them just swooped in, you know, sooner rather than later? Okay, so what they pay a little bit of a premium, they're multi-billion dollar company. What's their what's the big deal? You know, to stop this potential upstart yeah. from potentially yeah. swallowing them at some point. Yeah. No, it's a good question. Um every once in a while that happens, right? There's there's two sides that, uh, of what happens is a company comes to acquire us for a reason because they want to go into the space or they want to be part of the space and Quote Media is the perfect kind of central hub of this. Um, and then the other side of it is a company that wants to acquire us um, that is in the space. Um, and so we haven't got to the point of, of that level. We, we had one of them come to acquire us because they liked our technology and our stuff, but we were growing and, and, and I didn't want to sell them our technology and stuff like that. Uh, I wanted to keep growing it. Uh, but there, we haven't had one come to us because we're we're taking their clients yet. I know they're mad. I've had conversations with them and they're very mad. But nobody's come along to do that yet. The question is, will it happen? It could. Of course it could. I mean, there's these things happen all the time. And if that happens, it will go to shareholders as a vote and all this stuff, right? You know, do you want to be part of that big firm or not? Um, and, uh, you know, so we'll, we'll see what happens, you know, it, it, it could happen. Right. I, I For think, sure. I think better than that is a company that's big because we're not that big. Right. So there's multi-billion dollar companies. Somebody will want to be a Bloomberg. Right. And if you want to be a Bloomberg and you're not really in that space so much, um, then why wouldn't you? First, the first acquisition you should make is Colt Media, right? And then you can tack on any others if you've got enough money, if you're big, and you turn it into a, you know, a hundred million in revenue to a 200 million in revenue kind of company. And now you're really competing. You're, you're growing and, and going that way. So I would say that that's another model that could happen. So how much, if at all, have shareholders of Quote Media or folks maybe looking at Quote Media to invest in, how much have any of those folks influenced your decision-making process at all? Not, not with regards to the company and the data. It's the clients, right? The clients 
um, tell us where we're where we need to go and where our revenue needs to come from. The shareholders they they they're not deep in it like we are. So I would say no. There's not a lot of shareholder influence as far as that goes. Very good. All right. Well, to close out close us out here today. You know, public company CEO now for many years. Um, how's the experience been for you up until this point? Has it gotten somewhat easier uh as as oh, the company yeah. has grown a little bit or uh, <laughs> how, how's it been yeah no it's been a great experience i mean i have no concerns i mean it's it's not easy at times and uh sometimes you have to uh you know you get on the road and and talk tell stories uh tell as many people as you can about the you know that but at, at the very beginning i think when i started we were small and we were going on the road talking to people and some people would just say what are you doing don't even go on the road build the company. That's really what it's all about. And I was like, yeah, that's because I'm more private company kind of guy. And I'm like, that makes sense. That's exactly what I'm going to do. And that's pretty much what I've done. I'm just focusing on the company, closing the deals. I do a lot of sales work myself. I do a lot of, uh, you know, uh, product kind of design and ideas. And I meet with a lot of clients about stuff. So there's just I guess it's just one of those things as a public company. I I haven't gone crazy in the public side of things. You know what I mean? I've done some of it and I get shareholders that call me and I get to know them and it's all great. I have no problem with it. But really, I'm focused on the business. I'm focused on the company, growth, clients, and that's my life, right? It's all about that. Very good. All right. I think, Dave, we covered it all today, man. And so with that, where can our audience go and find more information on Quote Media? Well, obviously, QuoteMedia.com. <laughs> that's that's probably the place to go, QuoteMedia.com. And if anybody wants to know more about the, uh, the, the, the public side of the company, we have an IR guy that handles things, and it's Brendan Hopkins. And it's his email address is bhopkins at QuoteMedia.com. So that's one another way. Or just go to our website and contact us through there. Very good. Well, Dave, thank you so much for joining me today. I really do appreciate it. Good luck. Stay safe. And uh, hopefully we'll get together soon. All right. Thanks a lot, Bobby. Appreciate it. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not provided as financial, legal, or any other advice. The information is not investment advice or an offer to buy or sell any securities or make any investment. The views expressed by guest speakers are their own and any reference to third-party products, services, or information does not constitute an endorsement thereof by SNN or its affiliates. SNN expressly disclaims all liability for any individual's use of the information presented in this podcast.